Tired of being told you can only vote for Republicans or Democrats? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, Joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP. Yeah, uh, Republicans, Democrats, that's all you can vote for. Well, what if you are one of the quite literally millions of Americans out there who are tired of being told that you must vote for one of these old, archaic political systems. Are you tired that of hearing that maybe voting for a third party is a wasted vote? Heck, are you just tired altogether with the duopoly? Well, if you are like, yes, one of those millions of Americans, then you're going to love today's episode because we are going back to a conversation we had with Brad Leo Lyon where we said it's time to party. Not just it's time to party. We said let's party because we're talking about his brand new documentary called, called Let's Party, which is talking about tackling and taking down the duopoly. Yes, if you get value from today's episode, well, be sure to go ahead and give today's episode a share. Stick around afterwards. We'll go ahead and wrap things up. But with that being said, on to our re-air of our awesome episode with Brad Leo. Leo Lyon here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, it's great to be here. I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time and helping us spread the word. Absolutely. Well, spreading the word is the absolute goal here of The Brian Nichols Show. Our mission is to educate, enlighten, and inform. And what we're trying to do, sell some liberty. And that's exactly what you're doing over at your amazing new movie. And it is Let's Party, uh, focusing on how us pesky third-party folks out there can actually uh, you know, make a difference in, in the world. And in this case, promote liberty, uh, which is the goal here of the Brian Nichols show. But that being said, Brad, let's kind of do a quick intro, though, before we start talking about Let's Party. Um, obviously, you must have some political leanings to be doing a more overtly third-party um, movie focusing on liberty. So kind of introduce yourself to the audience and what got you wanting to do this awesome brand new movie, Let's Party. Well, you know, there's there's no mistake in the fact that I do have my own political leanings in a certain manner. But with that being said, what's important for the sake of me creating a quality film is to not let the bias of my own views get into it. You know, the job of this film isn't about one party. It's not about the libertarians. It's not about the Greens. It's simply about giving a voice to all parties. As a matter of fact, it's not even truly anti-Republican or anti-Democrat. You know, for the most part, I believe in, you know, every member of their party should have a chance to have their voice or two. Uh, the problem for, you know, their own parties is, in the case of their parties, they don't even get to have their voices barely heard anymore, you know? For them, it's not so much about, let us do what, what, our party members, our constituents want, as it is, let us just scare you into having to vote for us no matter what. You know, there, there was years ago where when you watched a campaign, the campaign was truly about, here's my platform. Here's how I plan to attempt to make a change, whether that is the case or not. You know, today it's about, you absolutely can't vote for that other guy. You have to vote. You have to show up. You have to vote for me. And when it comes to, you know, even voting third parties, the old adage is now, uh, you know, if you vote for a third party, you're voting for the other candidate, which is obviously completely ignorant. But when they spend so much time and money and effort selling that concept to their own constituents, and as a constituent, you you become 
locked into the belief that the, your party is telling you the truth because you want them to be telling you the truth. You want to be on the same team. And if you're on the same team, your captain isn't going to be misleading you. So you truly try and convince yourself that they're, they're really being honest with you. And that's really what Let's Party is about. It's about simply providing factual evidence of what the two major parties do to suppress their parties. And when you take a look at the actual factual evidence of what happens in our country, you realize, oh, we've got two major parties who are simply suppressing third party voices. And these voices could actually be of value. And most importantly, simply having more options would force the major parties to do their job because you'd be forced to actually succeed at the things you're doing or you would be replaced. Because as long as there's only, you know, two strong parties, it's very easy to point at the other one and be like, hey, you might not like the fact we haven't made any significant change. You might not like the fact that we haven't did all the things we promised to do, but you don't want to vote for that evil one on the other side. So there's no choice. That's why it's all about trying to give a choice. Well, and right there, right, giving a choice, creating options in the marketplace. And, you know, if, if we're going to, you know, be the libertarians that we are here at the Brian Nichols Show, because uh, by <laughs> and large, our audience is, is predominantly libertarian. But, I mean, that being said, you know, it is on us to have to kind of play this thorn in the side role. But also, we do have an uphill battle. And I don't think a lot of people realize, Brad, that it really is a stacked deck against him. I mean... I had uh, Mark Walzik, who was on the show, um, and he's an assemblyman up in New York. He's a Republican, but he's more libertarian-leaning in his, his political leanings and such. But he was saying how, you know, in this brand-new bill for New York State, they're they're trying to sneak in, um, you know, bills basically wiping out third parties. And, and people don't realize, this is the, the part that it does make me so frustrated, is because the two major parties do this in behind secret, you know, dark, uh, smoke-filled rooms. And when it happens, your average person's like, wait, what? Really? And and they have no idea that it took place because I I can't believe right. I think your average person, they're not really politically aware like your huh. average political junkie is, right? They're kind of just what passively aware, if not just kind of living their own life. They're not really focused on who. I mean, I forget who it was. I think it was um was it Jay Leno used to do a a thing where they'd bring somebody or like a man in the street segment, and they would send somebody out to ask, you know, who's the speaker of the house, and they would have you know no idea who's the vice president, and they'd. <laughs> have no idea who's the president you're asking during the bush administration and they're like um reagan clinton and, and but here's the thing that's not untypical right your average person is pretty just there like they, they live their life and they're just focused on putting food on the table right you know kind of going from point a to point p going through the motions and they don't see this you know the the, the wizard of oz behind the curtain really they, they, they have created this big gigantic leviathan but it's just being held up by these two archaic and i would say very backwards in, in the types of their policies parties in the the traditional duopoly that is the gop and the democrats i'm curious brad i say all that because obviously you know it's an issue we identify the issue and you're offering an alternative uh, solution to said issue but we still see the GOP and the Democratic Party, respectively, holding on to a very firm base of Americans somewhere in the ballpark of 40 to 50 percent who will uh, end up casting their vote for either the red team or the blue team every two to four years. So I got to mm -hmm. ask you, right, how did we get here? How is it that we can identify this problem and, and call it the problem that it is? Well, the rest of America is so quick to jump on Team Red, Team Blue, despite this very obvious and very, um, I guess, shall we say, easy to understand uh, basic fact. 
Well, you know, the, the reality is a lot of people just simply like being bad wagon supporters. You know, a lot of times it's simply I want to vote for the team that's going to win, not necessarily voting for the team that's going to support me or help me. Uh, so, you know, when you when you look at mentality of this is the most likely winner, it's so much easier to be like, OK, look, I'm part of team winner. That doesn't mean a third party isn't necessarily a team loser, but the reality is the person who gets the most votes wins. You know, and, and that's just the simplistic aspect of it. So, you know, that's your first ideology you got to get over. But I mean, not to get into a religion topic, but I mean, if you think about yourself as, you know, being born into a family, your family's going to have specific beliefs, you know, especially religious beliefs. And quite often those things are going to be instilled on you from birth. So as you're raised in that process, you you come to believe those things to be factual, even when there's not a strong foundation to base it on. So as you are born into that and you grow into that, your, your motivation is to find information that supports that ideology, not to, not to dispute it. You know, let's party isn't going to solve all the problems in the world by any means. Let's party is simply actually being sent out, marketed to traditional voters, just simply to say, Hey, look, let me bring some awareness to you. Let me inform you what your party's actually doing. And here's the funniest part, guys. They're not evil for that, per se. When you're a campaign manager or your job is you're hired as part of a political party to basically create a foundation of success, you're simply out there doing your job. They're just doing their job well. I mean, heck, the, the, the biggest lie that they're they're making people believe is the fact that they're the original parties. You know, they're, they're not actually the original parties. They were third parties who managed to do this. And now what they're doing is they're saying, hey, this is how we got there. Let's paint what we did as being not possible. <laughs> you know, let's do the exact opposite and convince people what we did just can't happen, even though we're literally living proof. You know, Republicans and Democrats are both living proof that third parties can succeed. Well, not only that, it speaks to just the value of an open and free marketplace, right? Whenever, and it's funny, I was just over on uh, Mark Clare's Lions of Liberty, sneak behind the Patreon wall, because this episode hasn't aired yet, um, but you were talking about this, right? Your average person is a Pepsi or Coke person, mm -hmm. but... There's a big group of RC Cola people out there. And it's funny, we were on the show and, and he looked on Facebook and there's groups out there dedicated to RC Cola. But guess what? Your average person still, if you say, hey, do you want a cola? They're going to say, sure. Yeah, Pepsi or Coke, right? And and that's yeah. just the fundamental basic you know, reality of where we're at. But we know that if tomorrow Coca-Cola accidentally has a vat of their coca-cola kill 10 million people guess guess who's going to go out of business pretty fast coca-cola well you would think but heck we're a country where we poison our own people like we did in flint and we're still voting for the people that poison the people well and there you go right so you and you're from flint i, I was doing some That's research and i saw that and, and you get to see firsthand that well when there isn't a, an option for you know the government to compete against someone who's can offer a better service or in your case just not poison their constituents well guess what there's nobody to really hold that government accountable and in in the marketplace you know if it's a coca-cola versus pepsi well then guess what the, probably the next best flavored soda that's closest to coke is going to fill that that void in the interim while a competitor joins the marketplace and that speaks to going to your point for let's party right that speaks to the value that these third parties are bringing to the table and we see this especially in the liberty movement right you look at republicans who will talk a good game uh, or give at least 
least lip service to the, the concepts and ideas of liberty. But then you actually have libertarian candidates who are running like unabashedly libertarian. And mm-hmm. if you're in an area where that libertarian is speaking to the libertarian issue, that's actually a hot button issue for your community. Like maybe it's you know privatizing trash collection service, right? Because the city has been dropping the ball on collecting their trash. Like we saw here happen to my home city in Philadelphia. We went, I think it was four and a half weeks without trash being collected at one point during the peak of the pandemic. So if you're the rabid libertarian and you make that your one issue, well, guess what? You can now push the Republican candidate more towards that issue because either they have to take that more libertarian approach to it or they're going to have to yield it to you. And and that's going to actually push some people away from you in casting your vote. So again, it speaks to just the overall value of this open and free competitive marketplace because it will incentivize people to number one, do better, but number two, actually stand by what they're saying they're supposed to do. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. I don't disagree with that one one bit. You know, one of the things, too, we have to remember, regardless what third party we belong to, is the absence of not marketing specifically to the major parties. We have to market to Republicans. We have to market to Democrats. We actually have to go out and do what they used to do in the 50s and 60s, you know, and that's actually campaign based on the platform. But also, I like your aspect of, you know, the single the single uh, topic issue there is you know, there's a lot of opportunity to push for specific change in specific areas that people want. Your average voter only becomes politically motivated in the United States because one particular topic wound up hitting them directly. We were talking about it right off the bat. Most person isn't politically minded. They wind up interested simply because they have one particular topic that's hitting close to home, and then they go out and find the party that's, you know, supporting that particular topic. Otherwise, they stay home. People don't vote in the United States. We do a horrible job of showing up. And to top it off, we do a horrible job of motivating the the independent voter. You know, the largest voting body is not Republican or Democrat. Even now, even after this horrible election we just had, you know, the largest registered voting uh, number is independent registered voters, not Republican or Democratic voters. You know, the, the people exist to actually vote for alternatives. You just have to motivate a populace to actually believe in that. And the simplistic concept of motivating a populace begins with advertising and marketing to them. You know, one of the things I often see failed by a lot of third party um, candidates is they push their marketing, they push their speeches, they push their reach out to their own registered supporters and not outside of it. And I hate to tell you, even just talking to the Libertarian Party, you only have 600 and some thousand registered voters uh, that are libertarian registered voters in the United States. Last time I checked, that's not going to beat 70 million. Correct. And if I were to go to a libertarian group and I were to say, talk to me about civil asset forfeiture, or I go, tell me about the non-aggression principle. I would say nine times out of 10, there would be a you know reply on on there a, a chain of people telling me exactly what it was in a heartbeat right mm-hmm. if you go to your average person and you say what's the non-aggression pers- principle 
They're going to say, the what? And you say, what's your thoughts on civil asset forfeiture? And they're going to say, what's that? Exactly. And that And that is, it speaks to, you're almost talking a different language, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been trying to promote is meeting people where they're at. And this actually goes beyond just talking about the issues that the people are having, you know, in their lives. And, you know, whether it's that, that bed bug issue, you know, how are we putting food on the table, little things like that, right? But also... When we are able to to enter into the conversation in the the medium that they're most familiar with, and and you're approaching it through a culture a cultural approach using in this case film, and I think mm-hmm. that's exactly an approach we not ne- not only need to take, but we if we don't take it, we're actually going to be going backwards. Because here's the the dirty little secret: the other two parties they are infiltrating the culture through film through whatever media forum it can be. I mean, goodness, was, Ben Shapiro just did a, a feature film. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got uh, two major box office films that were literally uh, oriented around the concept of elections, you know, that just came out with the past couple of years. You know, they spend the money constantly creating high production value media. Now, when, when the common person starts Googling on their computer, right, when they start typing and they're searching for their particular issue. You know, their, their one issue that's making them decide, all right, maybe I will go ahead after I've not been listened to it by my fellow Republicans or I've not been listened to by my fellow Democrats. And I'm going to go ahead and just for the shits and giggles, I'm going to take a look at the Green Party or I'm going to take a look at the Libertarians or ASP. And they start to take a look at them. And then they're looking for media because guess what? We're simplistic people, especially your typical non, you know, your your traditional voter. So they're looking for a piece of media that they can watch, you know, a movie they can watch, something they can watch. And if we continually show them these these low-end pieces where we, where these people will think like, wow, this is the best example this party has, obviously they don't even take themselves seriously. And when you use that type of example, you will never motivate a traditional voter. That's why Let's Party is so, so important on a certain level is the fact it's giving third parties quality media that gives a contrasting and educated view on the situation without like shoving the message down their throat. Like we're actually going out, we're creating a narrative film that's a hybrid documentary. It's not some pure boring documentary because here's the reality. Most people couldn't give a shit less about watching documentary. You know, yeah, there's a a few million people in America who's going to go out and watch one every now and then. And there's half a million people that's going to you know be dedicated. But guess what? Half a million people doesn't win elections. But there are millions of people that watch a narrative film. And that's why this film is a narrative film that simply takes people on a voyage with the central character where he goes on and says, hey, you know, is are third parties actually viable alternatives? And if so, could they actually win? What if we actually did support them? What if we did actually just simply show up and vote? Is that all it actually takes? You know, answering and fulfilling those simplistic questions to a traditional voter changes a traditional voter's mentality instantly because all of a sudden we're like, oh, wait a second. Yes, I heard this and this and this, but oh, here's a couple just plain black and white facts. And knowing these black and white facts, maybe it's worth supporting a candidate that believes in my views. Yeah, well, right there, right? Maybe it's worth supporting a candidate that actually supports my views. How often do we actually hear people be able to say that? Actually, it's funny you say that. I had Ian Dunt on my show. Ian, he is um, from the UK. He's a regular over on BBC. 
and uh, he, he's what you'd consider more of a, a classical liberal in the most most classical of sense. And when I had him on my show, he had a very interesting quote. It struck me funny because um, I never really thought about it. But he goes in, in his, his British accent, he goes, you know, Brian, I, I never and I'm not even going to try to do a British accent. So I'm going to butcher it. But um, he goes, I've never had the luxury of voting for someone that I like, but rather I often vote. I entirely vote on trying to prevent the worst possible outcome. And my Ooh. goodness, I mean, how powerful is that when it hits you? Because it, it makes you really all of a sudden take a step back and think, your average person probably thinks the exact same way. Because they look at Trump as Orange Hitler, and they looked at Biden as, you know, the the second coming of, you know, Mao's, you know, great uh, cultural leap forward over in China, only here in the United States. So naturally, both sides of the political aisle are looking at the other side as the greatest boogeyman possible. So they're mm-hmm. voting entirely out of fear. Now, me as the sales guy, right, I know entirely emotion sells and then people ra- rationalize that with logic and reason. So I'm always trying to think, OK, well, how can we focus on the emotions that are going to sell the most. And un- unfortunately, the emotions that do sell the most right now are fear. So I hear your average person, I hear Ian Dunn saying the things that, I mean, just reaffirm what we know to be true. Emotion sells and fear is the, the most intense emotion. So if it's not fear, it's love, right? So let me ask you this. If we're losing the fear game, we, and we will lose the fear game because right now the people who have the the control are the ones the ones that have the guns, right? So well, let, let we, me oh, go ahead, you yeah. off there for one second before you go further on that. We're not losing a game. We're not even playing. Amen. We have to sign up and participate. Yes, we're not participating. We're shit right now. Okay. The yeah. the reality is we're not playing the game. We're talking to our handful of our own voters, not with no intention of actually believing we're going to win. That's a great point. Yeah. Our our candidates are not going out there battling. Matter of fact, our campaign plans are some of the most ridiculous plans I've ever seen. And I hate to tell you guys this, I'm from that world. I spent almost a decade representing and winning for candidates, all right? Here's the difference. I ran campaigns that won. And the reality is none of these campaigns are trying to win. They have no interest in trying to win. They're just adding their social popularity in, the, in their tiny little circle. I mean, not not to attack a particular candidate or, or a particular plan, but driving a bus around a country to places like Alaska, hoping that we'll somehow win over votes in in particular states that there's absolutely no chance of, you know, turning electoral by staying there for one day. That is not campaigning to win. You, It's not really that complicated to even potentially, you know, be competitive. When, when there's three or more potential parties, which you have to look at yourself as a candidate each time as three or more suddenly, because there's already the two. So all of a sudden, you no longer have to win 270, 280 vote electorals. You don't because there's a multitude of you. You simply have to get your larger base of a third. So now that you do know that mathematically, they've actually set up the board for you brilliantly. You can thank the Democrats and Republicans. They've isolated a whole bunch of states that you don't need to take the time to and go win because you can't. But there's a whole bunch of states that have a massive independent voter base, that have a massive both blue and red base that fluctuate consistently year in and year out. And if you spent the time showing up to those states, spending the limited dollars that we do have advertising in those states so that they actually hear your words and you show up and you talk to 
Democratic and Republican potential voters, as well as those independent voters, you have a shot because you don't have to win 50 states. You have to win 15 when there's three plus parties and it can be done, but not when you're doing ridiculously stupid campaigns. And you have to focus on the issues people care about, right? So let's take, for example, something that's close to home for you, right? If somebody were to run for office in Flint, Michigan, under the, listen, we're actually going to solve this crisis. We're going to we're going to solve the Flint, Michigan water crisis. That would be huge because you guys are going on nearly a decade now with this being a problem. And that would be astronomical in terms of building credibility with not just that constituency base, but establishing some credibility as a, a not just a, a group of people in an ideology, but in a party in this case, because I mean, here's the reality. People are looking for that resume for better or for worse. And right now, we really, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, a third party candidate in general, we don't really have too many people we can point to as successful candidates with that resume until they're, you know, they build up the resume within that two party system and then they decide to, you know, jump ship usually in the last, you know, parts of their career, which is great. Like if you want to go out in the principled stance, that's awesome. And I encourage people to do that. If you're a part of the, the major two parties, then, then by all means, like, you know, take that step because it does require us to have the people who do have that cred, right, to, to take the step first because the average person, they are kind of looking to be, you know, guided at the very least to the right direction or what they think is the right direction. You know, that's why... <laughs> for better or for worse, celebrities have so much credibility, right? And and because people have this emotional tie to them when they watch their movies, I, I used this analogy last week, they, they look at Tom Hanks and they're like, I trust Tom Hanks. You know, I, I, I feel that when Tom Hanks says he has a snake in his boot, my goodness, he does. And as the, the person seeing Tom Hanks now saying, I, I support Joe Biden. And, and I was like, well, I must support Joe Biden because I, I like Tom Hanks, right? And that's, we, we, like political folks we're like that's insane but your average person's like yeah i get it like i like them as a person like that actually means something to people Mm -hmm. and and we have to instead of saying it shouldn't be that way we'll stomp our feet and we'll put our fingers in our ears and we'll scream (laughs) until we're blue in the face instead of saying that we we have to acknowledge it right and and we have to play that game so i'm going to say this as we go for the end of the show here you're in film you're in you're in the the industry right I've been trying to think of a way that we can get past this kind of um, roadblock that that is this this celebrity roadblock, right? And just kind of always being told, you know, the ideas of of really individual liberty are bad, right? We need some people, I think, to stand up in in the culture. And I'm curious, just based on your kind of knowing probably the industry better than what ninety nine point nine percent of the listeners here in the Brian Nichols Show, including yours truly. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Who do you think could be maybe some some cultural leaders that we could start to to point to and raise up as we move forward here, trying to actually make some uh, some substantive change moving forward? Well, I'm about to break your heart here. Uh, I would love to uh, pretend there's a list of people who are gun ho and ready to go to battle, but one of the toughest decisions that I faced in my filmmaking career was moving forward with going ahead and doing this movie, because in the world of entertainment. Your political views can be a death sentence. You know, Los Angeles in and of itself is highly a Democratic, highly a blue region. If you speak out against the Democratic vote in in that area, you're ostracizing yourself. Uh, It's far even worse if you're going to do something crazy like make a film that supports third parties. I mean, heck, I I lost a directing gig for this year the moment. uh, and, And for a reasonable reason. I don't disagree with them. 
They came to me and said, hey, look, we're paying you to do this film. You're not going to make crap of money doing this movie. You know, it seemed more logical for you to take this gig. It's not that they were anti the views of the film. The reality is they don't want to change their movie coming out with me attached as the director with the concept that I'm the guy who directed the third party movie. I understood their perspective. I'm not angry at them. I've also lost small investors on which are my normal group of teams. As I, as I produce each various film, we have small investors and they, they combine to finance our film. I've had some of them back out on us because of this. And they gave me the ultimatum. Just don't do the movie. We love being part of your team. Just don't do it. And I, and I had to think about that for a minute. And that's why to answer your question, there's not a lot of them out there. There's really not because the majority of the ones that are, are very polarized. Um, and that's simply by having an opinion, you know, the Roseanne bars of the world, you know, a lot of these people out there, um, their careers got destroyed when they decided to share their political beliefs. I mean, you can't find a, a red entertainer that's a, a major mainstream um, celebrity anymore. Uh, Tim Allen isn't even anymore for Pete's sake because he, you know, uh, believes the way he believes. So I would love to be able to say, here's a list. And I'll tell you what, our, our, our industry is very close to it. You know, even the little guy like me who's been a producer on 30 plus films, I've met most everyone along the way because we're nomadic. And when I might not be a director on something, maybe I was a PA on something, you know, and I've had a lot of interactions with amazing, fantastic individuals who are opinionated, but at the same time know that their job and their career is on the line if they take that shot. So there's not a lot they'll jump out. You know, the reality is we have to make it safer for them. We have to be willing to be a little less uptight, a little less vulgar to every single person from the outside the group. We have to be the friendly and inviting groups to where supporting the friendly and inviting thing doesn't make them seem so evil or polarized to the other sides, you know. And right now we don't do a good job of that. Right now there's a lot of people in some specific parties that, that prefer to never worry about winning they just want to be able to bitch about what they believe. They don't care about advancing. They just want to be able to complain. Oh, wow. Every single libertarian just went, wow, is he talking about us? And I think everybody's I like, sure was. <laughs> everybody's ears are starting to ring collectively. But how about this? Here's Here, we'll, we'll wrap up on a, a call to action, right? Because it is indicative on us to make sure we're going out of our way to not just engage in more, um, you know, more civil discourse, more empathetic discourse, engaging with people we wouldn't normally engage with, right? Um, but it's also important that we support folks out there in the media who are taking a stand, doing things differently, and uh, leading by example, which, Brad Lyon, of course, you are doing Let's Party. Where can folks Thank go you. ahead and follow this, my friend? Obviously, we want to make sure we, we lead people to uh, go ahead and, and give it some uh, some eyeballs. So where can folks go ahead and find this brand new uh, awesome film? Well, the easiest way right off the bat right now is simply go to letspartymovie.com. As many of you guys know, we actually were running an Indiegogo campaign for a while. And here's the great news from that front. Uh, right before the uh, the end date of the campaign, we wound up so viral and so popular for a minute, we became the number one crowdfunding film in Indiegogo in the world for a day, then the number one creative film in the world for a day, number 14th overall in the world for a day or two. And that enabled us to be go in demand. So our campaign is actually still up and running because Indiegogo came to us and said, hey, you guys did a great job. You're popular. We're going to keep you know running, which is fantastic because we still need the support. You know, your average film from the year 1999 to 2018, the average movie made in the United States and Canada was made for $18 million. 
I'm making a movie right now for less than $50,000, you know? So to come out here and make a quality film and be competitive and make something high end, it's very tough on that budget. So, so anytime you can go out and go to let's party and buy a t-shirt or get your name in the credits or do something that helps support this movie, it gives myself and my crew a better shot of making a great film. And that's all that we're asking, you know, just support those people who are willing to go out there and fight for you. Just like supporting Brian's show here, you know, he's out here trying to be a voice giving people like myself a uh, you know a chance to be heard. So please, you know, support Brian's show, tune in. If uh, there's contributions to the show or sponsors, you know, sponsor his shows too, because we need media willing to put our voices out so we can be heard. You know, the one great thing about this film is we won't be so re- reliant on third parties spraying the word. You know, we will have the ability of, you know, having it on Amazon Prime, on being able to share it to a vast audience. And then it's just going to come down to if the, the film's quality enough that people want to, you know, watch it, support it, or if they can digest the message enough. Um, and with that being the case, I'm very hopeful that it makes an impact. So please check out let's party the movie.com, you know, support all those other uh, podcasters like Brian out here, you know, doing their part to get the word out there, man. Oh, and by the way, I haven't been in Flint in a long time. So please don't uh, for the audience out there. I'm not a uh, Michigan resident anymore. I don't mean to imply that it's been no nearly uh you know, closing on a decade since I lived there. Well, hey, you know, but it's still home sweet home, I'm sure. Because I know I'm from the middle yeah. of nowhere, upstate New York, and it's still home sweet home to me. I actually just had, as I say, my assemblyman uh, Mark Walzik on the show. And, and being able to talk about these kind of issues with people. And again, you know, talking about people who actually can make a difference, right? And and that's where it starts, is being able to have these conversations. And to your point, right, it's supporting the people who are going out there and trying to be the difference makers, right? And, and Yes, this this is a a labor of love. We don't do this just for you know the the, the rolling in cash. And I'm still waiting for my my coke box to, uh, to to make it to my bank account. Still haven't gotten the right routing number yet, I guess. But you know we we still um need to make sure that we are supporting each other. So with that being said, well, I'll make sure I do, Brad, as I include all the links to uh, not only Let's Party but also all the other work you've been doing um over there. You've been doing phenomenal work. Thank you for all the work. Thank you. Uh, helping raise awareness, getting more folks aware that yes, third parties are not just out there but also a viable option to make things better brand lion let's party thank you so much for joining the brian nichols show thank you brian all right folks that's going to wrap up our conversation back in january 2021 with brad leo lion actually i was right in the process of moving at that time it was crazy crazy time. Yeah, we're almost going on a year now that I've been away from Philadelphia. Gosh, it's been great. Um, If you are in a blue city and you are a liberty lover, please do yourself a favor. Get out of the blue city. Surround yourself with people who uh, share like-minded goals and values and actually have a similar vision on on how society should maybe function. Uh, Yeah, you live in those blue cities. It gets gets pretty pretty rough, uh, pretty quick. And also, your tax dollars will thank you. I can guarantee that. Um, But with that being said, no, folks, if you uh, got some value from our episode today, well, do me a favor. Go ahead and give today's episode a share. And also, if you had not had the chance yet, go back and check out our nearly 643 other episodes here of The Brian Nichols Show, going all the way back to January 2018. Lots of uh, valuable content. But do so quickly because come, uh, yes, come January 2023, 
There's a couple of uh, things that are going to be changing. Amongst them, some of our older episodes will be going behind the Patreon paywall, uh, paywall as well as uh, here on our YouTube as well. So uh, make sure, if you've not had the chance yet, you go ahead, hit that, download all unplayed episodes uh, while you still can, <laughs> while they're still in the uh, the public feed. Uh, because, yeah, we are going to be changing some things up here as we go towards uh, 2023. We'll talk about that in a future episode uh, here next week uh, as we wrap things up for the year. But otherwise, guys, uh, that's all I really had for you today. If you enjoyed the episode, episode, go ahead and follow yours truly on social media and let me know about it. Find me and on Twitter and Facebook at B Nichols Liberty. And by the way, you want to go ahead and get in touch with me, email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. By the way, the holidays are here. If you had not the chance yet to go ahead and get that uh, special present for that freedom fanatic or liberty lover in your life, well, go ahead and uh, check out our awesome store at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop. We have our Magic Money Tree shirt, What Happened in 1971 shirt, Michael Scott 2024 and more backpacks, lawn signs, bumper stickers, you name it, we have it over at our, our shop at briannicholshow.com. And by the way, if you get one of our awesome goodies there at the shop, do me a favor, go ahead and take a pic of uh, yourself wearing or rocking the new merch and send it to me. Because what we're going to do is we're going to put some of you guys up, not just on our social media, but also we're going to go ahead and put you guys up on the Proud Libertarian website, which is the uh, hosting store of our shop there at briannicholshow.com forward slash shop. So uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and see yourself, be the the face of some merch here for the program. Send me your uh, your picks over at Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. All right. Other than that, that's all I really had for you. Did you check out, by the way, before we wrap things up, our awesome conversation that we had yesterday? We had Gen Z as the topic of conversation. And with that, uh, chair of the Libertarian Youth Caucus, Theodore Gherkin. He's joining us from California. Make sure you check that episode out. If you're joining us here on the video version of the show, I'll make sure I include that right here somewhere on the, the bottom of the screen. And by the way, yeah, we do have a video version of the show for you folks who are joining us on the podcast version of the show, YouTube, uh, Rumble, or Odyssey, wherever it is. Just do me a favor. Hit that little notification bell. And uh, also that little subscribe button so you don't miss a single time we go live. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Hit that subscribe button so you're not missing a single time we go live. But with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support.